And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of that Technology News Talk. And this is the Dynamite Review Show. This is a AWC Week Two of Fighter Fest of the Week. And um, yeah, this week, um, there was also promoting uh Shark Week. In case y'all didn't know, Shark Week is this Sunday, y'all. So get y'all get ready for for that. But um, other than that, I'm your host with the most. Uh, Mr. Trittnage himself, and with me is my co-host, as always, Mr. Leah Bedford. What's up, bro? What is good, everybody? We are uh, definitely in Shark Week. That is for sure. Shark Week is definitely coming up. A lot of advertising for it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And um, I will say this about this uh, 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 last night show. Was it a bad one? No, absolutely not. But did it feel me, make me feel kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some parts, yes, and some parts, no. And what? And I'll get to what that and uh, why in a second. But um, let's get into one of the uh, one of the best parts of, of the show. It was the the beginning match was Brody King versus Darby Allen. Man. You got to give it up to Darby Allen, man, for, for putting um, Brody King over here. It felt like a squash match, but um, the the both guys look good and um in the process. Yeah, because Darby is always the forever underdog. I mean, you can't you can't do too much to change his physical makeup without using like steroids or something. You know, like uh, Darby is a small guy but he has a lot of heart. He's the fastest dude in the ring by far. And he scrapped as much as he could with Brody King last week or, or last Friday on Rampage. So this was that that boil over moment. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this uh, definitely, like I said before, this definitely puts uh, Brody King in uh, as a dominant uh, for a force in the, uh, in the singles uh, competition. So uh, this was definitely uh, a starting point. So a um, couple of scary spots in this match. It was a couple of scary moments that I really feared for uh, Darby's uh, well-being. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, after the break, Darby had to uh, had to take off his belt to try to take down King and pull him down for the four before taking him out with his, one of his signature uh, wild dive. But back inside, he went. For the for the coffin splash, but King caught him in a sleeper and then tied him up into the tree of war. Darby evolved the cannonball splash and hit the cold red for a near fall. Darby locked in an interverse Nelson before transitioning into a sleeper, which King broke out of the cannonball into the corner. They fought on the apron, where King locked on the sleeper and then dropped dropped into the floor, just like it did, just like it in the uh, in the rampage uh, battle royal. Um, Darby made it back into the ring at the nine cow, but King immediately grabbed Darby and hit the Gonzo bomb the, the, for the win. So um, after the match, King baited out, uh, uh, out Steen by attacking Darby. Steen came out, rushed into the ring, and, and King in position for the Scorpio Deflar. But uh, when the lights went out, well, he actually hit it. I think he actually hit it when the lights went out. But um, when the lights came back on, Steen was face to face to Malachi Black. King, uh, well, um, 
Malachi hit the black mist uh, first, and then King uh, grabbed Steam from behind, and then he um, hit the sleeper, and then Steam passed out there. But um, after that, this brings out Miro, who stopped at the short end, staring at Black and King, wearing shades where one is uh, is open clear, and the other one is dark shaded. Now, this brings up an actual theory. Now, when Malachi Black uh, hit the black bitch on on Julia Hart, she wears she wore the eye patch for like for for a couple for a couple months a week, and then after that, we saw she had like different uh, different eye colors, and that's when she finally uh, joined the House of Black. Now, with Malachi splitting the black bitch into Miro and Sting, what do you think will happen here? Like let's start, start let's start off with Miro. Do you think um he will actually join the House of Black or will he fight against them? Uh, I think he's gonna fight against them. I don't see uh Miro being a part of any faction. I think he's definitely a solo act. Um, real quick, just to jump, man, there was a couple of scary spots here. One being that uh that uh the the what is it called? The, the, the bowling ball. Yeah. The bowling ball that he did uh, into the corner when uh, Alan was on uh, King's back. Uh, Alan's lower back hit the turnbuckle really hard. A uh, lot of scary spots out there where uh, King was throwing Alan into the, the guardrail. And then it was one moment where King just grabbed Darby by the pants and just threw him around. And Tony Schiavone said it was like uh, throwing luggage onto a uh, onto the bed. Um, so a lot of scary spots. I know Darby can't be feeling the best this morning after that match. So hats off to Darby for going in with such a bigger opponent and such a dominant opponent and doing a lot of scary spots. Yeah, but I don't see Miro joining any factions. I see Miro being a one-man band. Um, and I think it would take somebody very special to be on his tag team. Now, that being said, will Miro pass up an opportunity to work with Sting? Probably not. I, you know, I think, you know, having Sting on your resume is great. And how many years left do Sting have? So why not have a chance to work with him um, while he's still working? You know, so I think I, I don't see him like teaming up, uh, but definitely being the protector of this group because it is a mismatch. You have an older 60-something-year-old guy and a kid that's like a buck, you know, 50 on a wet day um, versus Malachi Black and Brody freaking King, and that's not even added in Matthews when he comes back. So, boom, yeah. Yeah, and also with the Black Mitts on Sting, do you think we'll see a, a much darker side of Sting? That's always interesting. It's like this black mist is starting to affect people, where it's not just a distraction used for attacking how we see mist in the past. This mist seems to have a bit of a story. Uh, Julie Hart is now, you know, a heel and it's dark. And it seems like people people take a while to recover from this, this mist. Uh, Pack was out of action for a while, came back with a bandana around his eyes. So this mist isn't just, you know, there for that one match or that one moment as a distraction. It is definitely something that changes the person or um, or affects the person much longer after that match. Mm. But um, 
we'll see here how uh, how this goes. But um, after that, Cole Carter, who was formerly known as Two Dimes from from NST, I guess he um found his way from sleeping with the fishes. Sleeping with the fishes. In case y'all didn't know, like he was part of um when he was Two Dimes, he was part of uh, uh Tony D's um uh crew. But um, after he got his release, so they put out a storyline saying like, "Oh, let's put let's put out a, a murder angle on NST against the murder angle where you uh, dump everybody all over the river or the lake." River or the lake. Oh wow! See, I had no idea who this guy was. I thought he was a local Atlanta worker. I did not know who the heck this guy was. To be honest. Yeah. So um, he was backstage. So um. But then uh, Ricky starts and Power Lassars walked up, starts to uh, refer to uh, uh, Carter's death. On, yeah, the, see, there was a reference on there. I don't know if you catch that, um, to Carter's death on NST. But um, Carter said he will win the FTW uh, tonight. So that's that's uh, a title match uh, later on in the night. And um, William Rico and Orange Cassidy born chunk commentary for the next matchup, which is the Blackpool Combat Club with the AEW Interim World Champion John Marsley and the RH Pure Champion Willie Yuta against the Best Friends. Now, I would say this is Best Friends' uh, best, best match uh, in a while. Now, I, I don't know they had some good ones uh, in the past, but I think that this one tops it for, for, this, for, for this year so far. Yeah, they looked aggressive, man. They really did. They came in with a little bit of heat on them um, coming in. You know, they, they seem they seem aggravated. Um, you know, I see Trent kind of turning on um, Chuck a little bit. I mean, there was some little issues where Trent was attacking Yuta, and he had, uh, I don't want to skip ahead, but Chuck had to get in and pull him away. And that part kind of showed to me the first little, breakup maybe for the best friends because i mean you got um trent with uh, my mans with uh vice um so then like he has that tag team so you know which one is he really going to be in the most um so yeah i could see how that might lead to it but they did look good tonight it was real aggressive yeah yeah absolutely so uh this definitely has some storyline to it in case y'all didn't know um, Willie Udo was part of Best Friends and Orange Cassidy crew, but then he started to uh, go to go 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 to the other routes and then uh, make a career change. So, yeah, this definitely has some storyline uh, here in um uh, in this match. But um, so yeah, in the final in the final moments uh, uh in the match, um, Marcy kicked Charetta's uh, head in and tied in Udo for a double team. But Chuck broke out of broke it up and hit an awful waffle on Moxley. Then a second one on the Yuta. Beretta hit one of his own onto Yuta for a good near fall. The best friends went for a strong zero, but Yuta fought out of it and hit a German. Trent come back with a crunchy, uh, but Moxley broke it up with a regal knee at, at the last second. Trent pre- prevented Yuta from tagging in Moxley. Chuck said tag in, but then ran right into a jumping guillotine from Yuta. Monty took out Trent, but Chuck fought out of the guillotine with a suplex. Yuta surprised Chuck with a seatbelt uh, pinning uh, predicament for, uh, for, for the near fall. So um, 
uh, after the match, Daniel Garcia was shown backstage. In case y'all didn't know, um, Will Yuta and Daniel Garcia will be uh, fighting for the RRH Pure title this uh, this Saturday coming up at Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match, really. And speaking of the Death Before Dishonor, we got a video package hyping up uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio uh, uh, for the RRH World Championship. Now, given what the card looks like, um, this could be um, uh, the, the, the main event or or that two out of three falls or a tag team title match could be the main event. Oh. Yeah, I think I think either way it goes, it's gonna be a um a dope night. Um what did you think about um what did you what did you think about like some of the pro or what are you thinking about some of the promos that you've been seeing about with Yuta and uh Garcia? Oh man, uh, this definitely um uh the Look, listen, to be honest, like every match of the card is gonna be uh, gonna be great. Like the um uh Yuta and Daniel Garcia is gonna be great. The um Joe and um and Lethal, cool. Joe and Lethal yeah. is gonna be great. Yeah, That's like gonna every, be a banger. Yeah, every card of the match is gonna be great. Now I do wanna say real quick about that Orange Cassidy being on commentary, right? I was very like in my notes, I wrote. Why did they put him on commentator if he's not going to say anything, right? And I get the Orange Cassidy gimmick, right? His, I get it. And I understand he's not going to do anything. And I was upset all the way until he said, Chuck taught him that pick. And it's the one line I remember from all of commentating yesterday was Chuck taught him that pick. He said nothing and then said the most important thing out of the whole segment is when you pin Chuck with that dope ass seatbelt that he calls it. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was that was great storytelling. And I was upset with Orange Cassidy until he said that line. I said, God dang it, you did it again, bro. You did absolutely nothing, but it did the most. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so uh then we got Chompy, the shark wheat mascot, coming out on the commentary. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! And uh, but there, um, uh, during that funny night, says um, Excalibur announced that uh, uh fight for the fallen is uh, going to be the next uh special show uh that next week. So um, that that that's going to be uh, actually I didn't I didn't even know they was going to do a fight for the fallen. So uh, they just announced that uh for for next week's um. A show, so and uh, that's gonna be awesome. So Tony Schiavone was in the ring, and he introduced the uh, new AEW World Tag Team Champions, Swerving Our Glory, Keith Lee, and Serge Strickland, as they come out for a tag team championship celebration. Swerve pointed out that uh, rapper uh, Kevin Gates was in the audience. In case y'all didn't know, his album is out right now on Spotify and other music platforms. Are y'all a fan of Kevin Gates? So um, he was in the audience tonight. And um, Lee thanks the fans for for having them reach the the point where they're at. He said that anyone who wants to challenge them will have to reach high and call for for a toast. But then before you know it, Mark Sterling, of all people, has to ruin the party with uh, with Tony Nese interrupt. 
And um, Sterling said they got lucky and they got a, pet a petition to try to get Swerve fired. Sterling offered a petition to Gates in the front row, saying that he looks like a young MA, but Gates refused. Sterling said Gates' music sucks. So Gates got it in his face, but Nice got in between them. Gates uh, uh, hit um, Nice with a punch or a right hand punch, but then Swerve uh, to slaps uh, Sterling with a cake in the face. The end of all things. I'm like, where if this Mark Sterling crowd got to go? He really got to go. I mean, I, I get it. He's funny. I, I mean, he's there for like for funny comments, but like, really? Come on, man. Well, uh, first with this nonsense he did with uh, Warlow, and now you try to do this nonsense with um, Swerve Strip. And come on, man. Come on. Um, this I think this uh this segment was really funny. It was one of the funniest moments of the night. Uh, you know they they were they were close to Atlanta. They they called it Atlanta, but they're really in Duluth, which is like forty five minutes out. Um, but you know Kevin Gates there. We got some celebrity appeal. That's one thing Swerve brings to the table is that he also has his hip hop side as well. Um, uh, how great was Keith Lee on the mic? How great was Swerve on the mic? This segment worked for me. I wish they had something a little stronger than just a petition to get Swerve out. Like who's going to sign that? That's not really uh, that thing. You know, so like, um, I wish they would have kind of had something a little stronger. But yo, Kevin Gates gave Nice a pretty snug right. That 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 snug that that, that right landed there. Um, and then seeing seeing uh Mark get hit with the Facebook cake. I mean, that's just good. That's some good sports entertainment right there. Yeah, but uh, this March really got to go, man. This is this ain't going nowhere. But um. Who you think is gonna? Who you think is gonna be next in line for the belts? Who you think would be a good rivalry for? Hmm. I don't know. Let's let's check. Uh, let's check the rankings here. And see um who uh, who's number one here. Uh, I know it's um FTR, but they are uh, but they're busy right now. So let's see um the who else is on in the top of the rankings here. But um we on Wednesday, July twentieth, and um. Hmm, the young butts, but um, but they're injured, so um, so it got to uh, they they'll have to go back to um, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stars. Well, but if they don't, you got um, the Dark Order, and you got the Velocity Blondes here. So, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I like to see them go with the uh, what's your name? Um, um, I would like to see them, um. Go against a tag team that's similar to them. I like to see them have an official powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks uh, match, like a real rivalry. Yeah. yeah well, and um, speaking of Dark Order, John Silver and Alice Reyes as well with the Butcher and the Blade backstage. Silver presented Bush with the Butch t shirt. Which uh, BNB didn't think it was very funny, so they attacked them. And um, hey, man, the page ran up with a chair to chase off a uh, butcher in the playoff. So didn't really get that there. But um, so we got Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus the uh, the the the, the Varsity Blondes. So uh, again, this uh, this was another squash off match. So um, Christian started off immediately 
tags in uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus uh, was did all the work for this match. Level Pillman and wanted to fight uh, Garrison, but who hit a couple of rolling elbows. Pillman landed a thrust kick, but Luchasaurus down both blondes with a do- d- double clothesline. He slammed Garrison into Pillman. Then Christian tagged in and got the cover with a squash win. And then after the match, Christian uh, pulls Lucius Swords uh, soldiers leading into the uh, Tarzan boy playing as Jungle Boy made uh, made his return with you already know. In case listen, in case y'all didn't know, Jungle Boy has the best hair in the business. I don't mean to fight anybody, but, but but come on, man, he got the best hair in the business. I don't mean to fight anybody, but um, he returned. Yeah. Yeah, he returned with the chair in his hand. Jungle Boy faced off with Luchasaurus and picked up the chair. But then, out of the nowhere, Luchasaurus changed positions and was on Jungle Boy's side. Jungle Boy chased up uh, Christian off to the arena, steps all the way off to the concourse. Now, this is confusing. Like, this could be, this could be two scenarios here. Like, is either Luchasaurus playing Jungle Boy here and still on Christian's side, or this was just a setup with um, with Lucasaurus is just waiting for Jungle Boy to come back and then uh, be back on Jungle Boy's side, and then having their their revenge as the Jurassic Spats on uh, their revenge on Christian Cage. So we're looking at two scenarios here. We're looking at two. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's still going to be a heel turn. I think I think Jungle Boy is still injured. And they just need to get him on TV. And why not make a scene? Well, I mean, I can't say he's injured because he darted up those stairs. He was going fast. I don't know. Maybe he is clear. But I think um, I think it's still going to be a turn, baby. I think wait till that right moment that Luchasaurus really grabbed on the boy and choke slam him. Yeah, that this good. This come off. Uh, so I don't know. This is this is kind of interesting, but I hope next week we get some explanation off of this because uh, I can see that, like I said before, at the end of the day, this all gonna lead to Jungle Boy versus Christian at all out. This is all this gonna lead to. This is really all gonna lead to. And then um the gun club with backstage after declining the acclaims match challenge last week. Austin said he wants Matt Caster one-on-one in a rap battle, and the winner gets to pit the stipulations for the evidently match. Now, do you remember back in the day when um, John Cena was uh, um, uh, thugging Thugonomic style and he had a rap bats with um, Big Show, Kurt Angle, and all them other people? My bad, I was muted. I had to sneeze, got to unmute myself. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, this is what it feels like here. This is what it feels like. You think so? Yeah. And then and uh remember um the new day in the Usos uh rap battle there? Yeah. That's when that's when Big E got really no uh Jay Uso got really real with uh Big Wood, uh not Big Wood, but uh Xavier Woods. Yeah, don't get all rated on like your boy Xavier Woods. Don't, 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 don't. Classic. So, 
I mean, we all know Matt Cats is going to win here. There's no competition here, but um, we'll see how it goes. But um, FTW Championship match with uh, Ricky Starks and Cole Carter. So um, Starks uh, dominated at the start. So um, even though, like, he's from New Orleans and he was a heel, but he got a lot of um, – he they kind of – Make it feel like he was a babyface here in um in Atlanta, so that was kind of interesting. So um, normally, yeah, the the crowd was pretty much hating on Carter right away. He got a lot of bulls, and when he was taking controls, but um, after the commercial, uh, a rising knee from Carter got the two. He avoided a spear and then hit the TKO before climbing the ropes, where starts uh where starts aboard the fifty the four fifty splash. And then starts hit a spear for the win. And then after the match, Starts said he has more in the tank, so he welcomes another challenge. And then before you know, Dan Elsey came out and accepted the challenge. But uh, Starts said it won't be happening tonight, but it will happen next week. So yeah, next week at Fight for the Fallen, we got uh, Dan Elsey versus um, Ricky Starts. Now, this was get interesting, and um. You got Dan Housing, who is best friends with um Hook, and also Hook, who was originally part of Team Taz. So, could we see Hook next week involved in this match? Let's hope so. I think they need to get a Hook on TV more and more. I don't know why they haven't been doing more matches with him on Dynamite. Dude's a star, um, but maybe he, maybe they see something we don't see, and maybe he's not ready you know, have that dynamite kind of thing. But, well, we will see. Because mm. um, because well, he talked, because uh, I, I think uh, I think it was either on last week Rampage, uh, Rampage or Dynamite when he had an interview with, about championship chase. So, uh, and like I said before, if any, if he's going after any championship, the FTW title is the, the title he needs to change for. Yeah, because what kind of position would that put Taz in if Hook wants to get the FTW title? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Chris Stanlander, Athena, and Willow and uh, was backstage. Statlander was out of this tag team match. So, um, originally it was supposed to be a trios match, but um, later Gray was uh was out of the picture. So, uh, so we got a regular tag team match with uh, Athena and Willow versus Jay Cargill. And Curry Kiara Hogan. So um, and they said it was uh Stokely's request for Statlander to be out of this uh match. And um Athena T's going after the TBS title, and eventually Willow got everyone uh on the same page. So um we got an FT uh FTR by the, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Oh, the like, yo, Willow, I'm a huge fan, like. Willow is great. I, I, I can't wait to see her do more. Uh, she's really pretty. She's a big girl. She's, you know, a person of color. Yo, I'm digging Willow a lot. So I'm, I'm like really hoping they do more with her because uh, yeah, she, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's originally from um, uh, for, for, from ROH. So they, they, they mm-hmm. use her more. Yeah, so they definitely use her more in AEW. So the, 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 that's pretty cool there. But um, yeah, I'm a big big fan of Willow, man. Want to see more of her, uh, more of her work. A big fan. Also, that putting them three together, I really like against the baddies. 
And that, that line she said in her promo, let's go get some baddies. I was like, oh, that's what a hero would say. So that works. Mm, yeah. So uh, after that, we had an FTR uh, promo. Tony Schiavone introduced them. They got a great reaction. Cass talked about how FTR went to war with the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor. He respect the Briscoes, but not, but they're not going to take uh, what they work or, or what they work for away from them. Dash told a story about how a little girl was found to have a hole in her heart. Three years later, the hole was closed. He said the girl worked her ass off to get better. Then that little girl is Dash's daughter. If she can work that hard, then Dash needs to bring home the championships and legacy that she's proud of. On Saturday, Dash will fight like an eight-year-old girl. Top guys out. So like I said, this match here, FTR versus the Briscoes, two out of three falls, tag team title match, that could be uh, uh, the, the, the main event there. But the question is, will this match top what they had at Supercard of Honor? They can try. I mean, uh, uh, the, they can definitely try. But um, if it does top uh, Supercard of Honor, man, that's going to be hard to choose when we do our uh, top 10 uh, best matches of the year for in um, in respect to combat podcast episodes. So, but um, other than that, this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I think it will be a better match. I feel like this one has more time for preparation. The other one felt like kind of like it was just like, put, it was a good match, don't get me wrong, but I think the second one's always better. They got more time to kind of prepare and build and the proper promo and everything like that. That promo last night with Dex, that was just incredible. Um, I mean, um, that, 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 that was great. The whole storytelling, bringing around, letting us know that his daughter's opening up with the fans, letting us know. I know a lot of fans probably didn't know that. I know I didn't know that when he when he told that story. So look at that. So I mean, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of drive behind it. So really good promo from them. Really good way to build that match and use a personal story to get people involved and invested in that. You I mean you can't ask you can't ask for if I don't get butts in the seats and get get you know pay per view buys, then nothing will. Yeah, and in case y'all didn't know, um, definitely on his honor is only $39. So nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when he did that promo, the moment he finished and he was in the ring clapping, I was like, man, I gotta watch that match. Like, that's a that's a must-see match now. Will it, you know, will he will they bring his daughter in the audience or something? You know, you know, will they do that type of stuff? But that's just a hell of that was a hell of a promo and a hell of a way to sell up a sell a match. And did you watch the uh, the sit down interview that they had? I still haven't watched it. I watched the sit down interview between uh, Willer Yuna and Daniel Garcia, but I haven't watched the sit down interview yet. I gotta go check it out. Oh my god, you gotta watch that. Here, I'm about to bring it up with my YouTube now while we talk. And then the moment this is over, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna watch it because uh, yeah, that seems like it's gonna be fire. And um, Jay Lethos. Sonji Dunn and Satnam Singh were backstage. Leto complained about Samoa Joe not coming to work and not defending the ROH television championship. So Christopher Daniels walked up and said he will show up and fight on Rampage. Leto uh, accepted it. So we got Jay Leto versus Christopher Daniels uh, uh, on tomorrow night uh, on, on Rampage. Tomorrow. 
That's interesting. Two vets. Wasn't seeing that one coming, but that's, I guess that's how we tied in Christopher Daniels. All right. And then um, we got Jay, uh, uh, the, the baddies in the coming crew. And then also we got rapper and producer Jermaine Dupree. Y'all know what this is. So, so death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come out. Uh, we got a lot of stars in um, in Atlanta. So um, we have, first we had Kevin Gates and then we got Jermaine Dupree on the, on the show. I know, right? A star-studded episode with these guys uh, out of nowhere. Um, but I thought it was a little weird to have uh, Jermaine Dupree on the show. <laughs> I was like, what? Where are he coming from? I, oh, I didn't know that uh, Jay lived in Atlanta. So I'm like, yo, I'm in Stone Mountain. Where you at? You know, I had to figure out where she worked out. Uh, <laughs> uh, my wife was in the back. I know she was in the room. You sneaky, you quiet. Uh, um anyways i was talking to my friends um <laughs> i you know she stayed in the letter so that was interesting um but then also kiara's from decatur you know they call it great because decatur um uh, and that's right down the street from me so i stay right on the corner from decatur uh so yeah it was a whole atlanta type field event and having jermaine dupree i think he's added that little star appeal i'm glad he didn't get involved with the match or anything he was there just to just to watch um, and then also, uh, yeah, Jay looked at bad, Carrie looked at bad, Willow looked at bad, and he looked at bad. It was a whole night of baddies in my book. Yeah. And uh, before the match, uh, St- Stovey mentioned why Lady Gray could not compete. And uh, and Jay said uh, she and Carol Holder will take care of business. And also, in case y'all didn't notice, Jay is from Atlanta. So she got a lot of uh, um, uh, cheers in the, in the match there. So, um and uh, during the, the commercial break, Jaden Hogan took control and beat down Athena once once back. Willow got the hot tag, hit the spine bars on Hogan, but Jay came in and broke up the pin. Jay fought off Athena, then trade forearms until Jay got the better of the exchange with a kick. She caught a dive with a fallaway slam. Jay kicked up as usual, but Athena did the same to surprise her. Athena crushed Jay with double knees and power Bob Hogan on the apron. Stoli got in Athena's face with the distraction enough for Jay to boot Athena into the steel steps. Back in the ring, Jay tagged in and Rado Crater up for the two. Jay hit the blue bomb for the two and then uh, and then the Jay for, for the win. Now, it's a good thing um, Willow got the pinfall here because we don't want to see Athena get the pinfall here because I like I said before, this all leading to either Jay defending the TBS title either against Athena or Chris Danilander. So it's a good thing Athena uh, didn't take the pinfall here. Yeah, facts. Um, I definitely definitely agree. Um, I think this match was was it had its moments. Um, I, I find the women's segments been really short lately. Uh, I would like them to be a little bit longer. But overall, this was a pretty good match. Athena looked the good. Willow looked the good. Jade looked a little, you know, Jade. You know, she a little botchy at times. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, I expect her to kind of look a little bit cleaner in the ring by this time. They're putting a big push on her. It seemed like she's really good at delivering the moves, but she's not as good as taking the bumps or taking the moves or letting the other person get set up to kind of take over. So um, that was 
that was the one thing I noticed from her performance last night. And Kiera needs to do something to kind of stand out more. I feel like she's getting lost in the in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah, so um, after that, we got Thunderstorm at backstage. Rosa is now defending her title against um, uh, Mia uh, Yusima from Japan next week. And um, she knows Yusima is the best, but Rosa will win. And then before you know it, um, Britt Breaker and Jamie Hayter walked up. Baker tried, well, Baker was tired of Royal Rosa's promos and says that they will be on uh, Rampage uh, this week. Um, uh, Britt Brit Breaker and Jamie Hayter will be in tag team action. So, uh, I kind of feel where this heading to, uh, this heading up to um, Britt Breaker and Thunder Rosa round three. So um, it's just a matter of when it's going to happen. Yep, I definitely, definitely agree. Uh, very impressive that, um, what's your kind of name? Uh, uh, Rosa speaks, you know, Japan, Japanese with well. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I like the tension they put it up. I mean, they had the whole sandbag thing last week and Britt Baker's being pretty disrespectful you know, um, to, to Thunder Rosa. So they're building up the heat really well. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I also, I'm noticing that the Tony Storm isn't doing, like, any promo. She's just kind of standing there and letting Rosa do most of the talking. So I hope, you know, Tony Storm don't start to kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit by just being a pretty face. But, you know, being able to... I know she can cut good promos. Um, so... It'd be good to kind of have her speak a little bit more too. But uh, I got a theory. So what if they do a double turn where Britt Breaker becomes a baby face and then Thunder Rosa become a heel? I just got a theory there. Oh, that'd be nice. I think the Thunder a heel Thunder Rosa would be interesting, actually. Uh, I think she's a little bit too much of a blue chip kind of baby face, a little bit too you know, happy, too passionate. So to see her kind of have that passion be driven into some heel work, I think actually will balance it out for me. So that's not a, that's not a crazy concept. Mm, I don't know. But, but also Britt is just so good as a heel though, you know? <laughs> She's just really good as a heel. Yeah, but it happens, it's the soul to heel already, but um, what if she turns, but like uh she already she, she's already over with the fans, but um but now her as a more of a um like with this persona and with a baby face, she, she probably can sell it. Oh yeah, facts. Um I think I think yeah, I think I think the fans will follow her over, you know, regardless if she's a baby face or a heel. So I think she just kind of has those type of that, that kind of following, especially when she goes to uh Pittsburgh, it don't matter what you know is going on. So um, yeah, I can see that. So um, after that, now we got our lineup for tomorrow's rampage. We got Heyman Page and John Silver versus the Butcher and the Blade, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin, Doctor the Breaker, DMD, and Jamie Hayer will be in tag team action. We got the rap battle between Matt Casher and Austin Gunn. And then Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. And now for the Death Before This Honor pay-per-view this Saturday, we got the RH Pure Championship with you, Willie Uta and Daniel Garcia 
the RH Women's Championship match with Mercedes Martinez and Serena D, the RH World Tag Team Championship match with uh, two out of three falls, FTR versus the Briscoes, uh, Willow versus uh, Aston K, uh, the RH uh, Television Championship with Samojo versus Jay Leto, the RH Six Man Tag Team Championship with the Righteousness versus the uh, Dante uh, Dalton Cat Castle and the Boys. And then the RH World Championship match, Jonathan Gresham versus uh, Claudio. And then the uh, next Wednesday's uh, Dynamite Fight for the Fallen, we got the AEW Women's World Championship match with Dunder Rosa versus Amir Yushima. And then the FTW uh, Championship match with Ricky Stars versus, uh, uh, versus Dan Housing. That Dan Housing moment was great. And, um, and now... Uh, for 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 the main event, Jericho was in full painmaker makeup and gear. The uh, Jericho Appreciation Society was suspended in shark cases above the ring. There was a lot of barbed wire everywhere on the ropes, and additional barbed wire tables, even a barbed wire mic for Justin Roberts. And then uh, Ruby Soil uh, had control over the the, the shark cage. So um, this was this was a wild uh, entertaining match, but um. I didn't like the ending, but we'll get to that and uh, why in a second. So, um, the the listen, I think um Eddie Kingston accomplished well, well, what he wanted, but it didn't accomplish well, what he need, and uh, in this match, but um, and, uh, the this match was like I said, this match was wild or entertaining hardcore match. So, um, I wish. When they do uh, uh like special shows, like uh, is for example for the main event, let's not do many like 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 commercials. Like I understand because like we're filmmakers here, we understand that oh like we need to pay the bills and stuff like that. But um, but when it comes to a a, a special type um, a match like this, don't give out too many co- co- commercial breaks. That, that that's all it is. But um, other than that um. During the commercial, uh, Jericho locked Kingston in the walls of Jericho onto the barbed wire, and then back for the break, uh, Kingston whipped Jericho into the barbed wire and crushed him over the ropes. Then Super Jericho through a barbed wire table at ringside. Tom Carty ran out and attacked Ruby Soul at ringside, but then Anna J ran out and pulled Ty off of her before turning on Soho and then sending her to the ring post. Jay grabbed the controls and, and lowered the shark cage, allowed Jericho Appreciation Society to run out and then beat Kingston. Like they was trying to uh open up the uh the 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 lock gate, but then they they had to pull through um out of the shark cage and try to try to get out. But um, and then once the Jericho Appreciation got out, John Marcy Ortiz and Claudio. Ran out, ran out, and fight off the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, Kingston hit a, a splutter suplex onto the barbed wire for the table for a near fall, and then Jericho hit the uh, depression code breaker for the two, but took a barbed wire chair to the face in the process. He whacked Kingston repeatedly with the chair, and then went for the lion soul, but Jericho tossed the chair in his fa- into the face, his face. And then Kingston hit a urinating bat fist for a good near fall. He pulled out the barbed wire from under the ring and then locked it on 
on a wire sitting stretch bomb. The crowd thought it was going to be it. But then Sammy Guevara come out, Super K Kingston. Jericho then hit the Judas Affair with his arm wrapped in barbed wire for the win. After the match, Jericho and Guevara wanted more of the attack, but Kingston fought off back and then drew Jericho into a barbed wire spider web before ending the show. So let's start off. So we got a heel turn from, uh, from, from Anna J. So this definitely uh, uh, confirms that she's not in dark order uh, no more after this heel turn. But the question is, will she be a new member of the of the JSS crew? I think they're keeping Sammy and um, and Ty kind of with, but not all the way in. You know what I mean? Like they're still their own thing, but they're just affiliated or associated with Jericho. But I don't feel like they're a part of the JSS. You know what I mean? Like. It just feels like they're not really in it, in it like the other guys are in it. So maybe some clarification on that going forward. Uh, I did see someone on the internet ask why um, Sammy wasn't in the shark cage to begin with, and it because he was supposed to be injured during this time. So he wasn't supposed to even be there. That's why him showing up was supposed to be more of a big kind of a shock. Um, but no, this match was this match was exactly what I thought this match would be. I feel like the ending kind of didn't make too much sense, and there was some stuff they had to do because I feel like they ran out of time. Because I mean, the the ending was a little botched. Um, but then like my man's Kingston got hit with the you know Judas effect, and then like take the count, take the one, take the take, take you know you take the three count. And then less than a minute, you know, afterwards, he's up fighting, throwing Jericho into stuff. So, like, I don't know. I think they should have thrown Kingston into the barbed wire bed and not have him do it to Jericho because it felt a little weird at the end. Like, wait, but you lost, and now you're just up and about, you know, no worries. So that one could have been handled differently. It, it left me feeling the – left me looking at it like, huh? That was that was my reaction, huh? Did you just got hit with the Judas effect? You know, you is normal. You're not even holding, you're not even selling the, you know, the that you just got hit with this devastating finisher. So, a little disappointed with the with the finish. The match was exactly what I thought this match was. Just a lot of chaos, a lot of blood, a lot of thrown into stuff. I wasn't expecting, you know, technical you know, <laughs> match here, no pure champion type stuff here. I was expecting kind of carnage, and that's exactly what it was with a questionable, you know, finish. Yeah, but um, going back to, um, going back to Anna Jay, but, but um, I just found out that um, Sammy Guevara, um, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay are officially a part of JSS. But, okay, look at that. Yeah, but um, the reason Sammy Guevara was not in the cage because they was trying to sell from him uh, taking that um, that bump from the uh, from blood and guts, making sure that, that he was injured. So that's why uh, they made it look like um, he was still injured and um, to make it think like, oh, he made a, a, a surprise return to uh, last night. So I get why they sell it there. So the, it kind of made sense there for what they what they was doing. But um, but back to energy. 
I I think it was too soon to turn her heel. Like I wish they could have uh sell with the rivalry with um with her and Ty Conti because they was like best friends. They was like a tag team uh together. I wish they could have sell that and then move on to like maybe Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti versus uh Anna J and um and Jungle Boy. In case y'all didn't know, uh Anna J and Jungle Boy are dating. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it kind of made sense for for to do that. So even though I feel like it was too soon um to turn uh, Anna J Hill, but I kind of understand why they did it because like oh her and Ty County were were a tag team together. And um so it's just a matter of how they're gonna sell it. Cause like I feel that um Anna J is like the uh the Bailey of of AEW. Like everyone loved her like when she was a baby face, but now her turning into turning on to the dark side. So it kind of made uh it kind of made sense. But now you got um Ruby Soul. Now she's gonna have to find somebody for for the team up with her, but now uh, to, to make it um an even rivalry here because she can't face um Ty Conti and and the J by herself. She needs she gonna need somebody to help her out. So that's another um discussion there um uh, moving forward and um. So I think I, I kind of agree with you there. Like maybe a couple of more uh, weeks of um, you know building up, you know, her trying to stop Ty from doing bad things, and then finally get it. And they're they're sometimes they're really good at um, sometimes this is really they're really good at long term storytelling, and then sometimes they really shoot their load really quickly and just say, nope, we have one week to build up next week. Now it's this. So it's a give and take sometimes. Uh, but I think this one is one that could have went a little bit longer um, to kind of build up that animosity. But maybe Anna J said, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for a new check. Yeah. So, and then um, uh, lastly, for the end of the match, uh, like I said, this was pretty good, but I didn't like the ending. Uh, like, I understand they're trying to sell with um with Jericho at, at the paymaker being uh, being undefeated in um AEW. I understand that, but I feel like uh, Kingston needed uh, needed this win because, like I said before, like he wanted um the taste of Chris Jericho's blood, but um the win was it really that that he needed. So, I mean, but they're, they're kind of equal now, so. It's kind of like, as far as like a one-on-one match, they're kind of equal. So um, now they have opportunity to do one more match and blow off this this rivalry for good. Huh. If they do one more, then Kingston got to win this one. So I don't know, but, but I think people might be over um, this average rivalry right now. And people are saying, oh, Jericho might be Nets in line. To uh to face Moxley until uh CM Punk comes back, but the problem is Jericho is not in the top five uh, according to rankings. You got in the top five right now. You got Scorpio Sky, Heyman Adam Page, Jay Lethal, Eddie Kingston, 
and Powerhouse Hobbs right now in the top five. Okay. So, I mean, but the, yeah, the same for the time, it's like, I don't think Jericho's going to be in the running for any kind of championship. He's going to just have his rivalries and push his guys, you know. So I don't think he's going to be looking for any belts. Isn't it crazy he was the first ever AEW champion? That's why. Yeah, he was uh, uh, a <laughs> he, he was the uh, foundation of AEW, and that's why we got all the, the, the loader watcher that you see right now. Facts. He was uh, my dog Charlotte Flair is saying hello. Um, but no, definitely. Um, yeah, he is the foundation. I don't see him going for any other titles. I think he came in and got the company, you know, going, and they had to put somebody on their belt or someone that was very legit and tested. Uh, you know, Hangman was a great challenger, but Jericho has that, you know, reputation his career. This, like I said, this match was exactly what I thought this match was going to be. I think it's it, it it provided the type of entertainment that it needed to provide. It looked it painful. It don't look like it felt good at all to be a part of this match. The guys had cuts, clothes was holy. Jericho's pants got ripped. I mean, so they were working with real barbed wire there. Um, and uh, the again, just too bad the finish was just a little botchy. But rather than that, you know, the match did his job you know yeah so um like i said um pretty good um show i didn't like the um the the ending there but um it is what it is but um let's see what um what rampage does so um as the uh go home show for the um for the all it's a depth on a depth on a pay-per-view uh this saturday let's see how rampage does um uh, tomorrow night, but um, but that's the end of our 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 episode here. But um, other than that, uh, anything else you want to plug in before we wrap up? Uh, no, not at the moment. I want to see what they do with Rampage, and I'm looking forward to death before Dishonor. I think that really you the Garcia match really got me pumped, and I'm about to watch that FTR and uh, Briscoe's interview that they told me about. So I got that loaded up. I can watch that. And get ready for a good night. Are we doing any uh, review for that? That's kind of AEW territory now. Yes, it is. Uh, this is Tony Khan's uh, official uh, RH uh, pay review show where well, 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 Ring of Honor. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's, let me know if you want to do a review for it. We can do a review for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, down for do, 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 do a review for that. But, um, and uh, other than that, he is leaving. And I'm Trico, and we're sending off, and we'll see y'all uh, Saturday for a rampage, and hopefully we'll we'll be here for um for death before dishonor. Peace.